Hello and welcome to How to Thrive. This is the podcast for women who want to regain their energy, feel empowered in their own body and have the confidence that they need to thrive in this modern world. This is your go-to podcast to not only educate but inspire you to become the best version of yourself. I am your host, Nikki Hirsthaus. I'm a mum, a business owner, dietitian, and yoga teacher. This week, I am talking all about stress, how we talk about stress and why that matters. This episode is a little taster uh, of my event, Take Charge, that's coming on the 4th and 5th of July. So in just under two weeks' time, and day one of this event is all about reframing stress for success. And a huge part of reframing stress in our lives is understanding stress, our own stress, and shaping our personal narrative about how we talk about stress. Stress definitely gets a pretty bad rap. I think as a society, we are always so negative about it. But a lot of that is because we don't fully understand what's happening in our body when we are stressed. And I think a lot of the narrative is based uh, around being stressed at work. So being stressed working long hours or being stressed because of your workload. But also there's a lot of glorification of stress. And a lot of that comes from that glorification of being busy, but then we need to decipher where the line is between being busy and being stressed. I say the first step in reframing stress is understanding how you talk about it and why it matters. So let's start talking about stress. It's plastered everywhere across health and wellness space, workplace wellness. The health system is crippled by uh, conditions that are related to stress. It's everywhere. But what is it actually? So stress is the body's physiological response or reaction to something. So an event, a situation, an experience. These can be physical stresses, psychological stresses, or social stresses. Most often, when I start working one-to-one with women, they're only ever considering the psychological stresses. So too much work, too many things on the to-do list. But there are also physical stresses, so internal and external, and social stresses. So we'll talk about all of these. But when the body is responding to stress, the nervous system activates. And this is where the body moves into that fight or flight mode. To be honest, it's an extremely helpful response. Our bodies are doing this to help us because this activation speeds up how the body functions. It increases our heart rate, it increases our breathing rate, and it decreases heart rate variability. So imagine you're taking a stroll through the forest and you come across a bear. Well, not in New Zealand, but just imagine. Do you want to stay cool, calm, and collected? Or do you want to have a really good stress response that helps you run faster than you've ever run in your life? So in life or death situations, this fight or flight response where the sympathetic nervous system is dominant is essential. 
This is where I want you to understand that stress and the body's stress response is essential in life to keep you safe. It will help you respond to danger quickly. It can also be that sharp reflex for so many things like catching your child before they fall. But did you know that the body also responds the exact same way to events that we might see that are positive? So we can get this fight or flight response from events that we deem as positive. So something like excitement or when a woman is pregnant, their body is in a stressed state, Uh, heavy exercise and also high temperatures. So for example, taking a sauna. These are all things that we may see as very positive parts of life and that's great. But we just have to remember that they also elicit the same stress response in the body. So they still activate that sympathetic nervous system and that fight or flight response. Other stresses, as I mentioned before, could be internal, external physical stresses, psychological stresses, and social stresses. Okay, so internal physical stresses could be things like overload. Pain, dehydration, or fatigue. They're all internal physical stresses that activate the sympathetic nervous system. External physical stresses can also include things that are situational, right? So a lack of sleep, stimulants like coffee, alcohol, or jet lag, just to name a few. Psychological stress does present in that same way. And that's something you've talked about earlier that it could be about your workload. So work stress, anxiety, uh, fear, or it can also be related uh, to trauma. And then there's social stresses. And that's huge when we think about social anxiety and sort of this anxious response to a social situation, but also public speaking, pressure from social situations, say you're giving a presentation at work. All of these things contribute to our stress load, okay? So how do we marry this all together when we're actually talking about stress? The first thing I want you to remember is that stress is inevitable and we do need stress in our lives. There'll be times where we wouldn't get things done that we needed to do but we didn't want to do without a bit of stress response. So about without a bit of that activation of the nervous system. So when we talk about stress, what matters is the stress load because the stress load is that load and the impact that all of these events, whether they be positive or negative, in your mind, what they have on the body. And the biggest thing here is that if we're looking at it as a stress load, we can remove the positive and the negative words, which is essential to be able to just look at it with perspective. So then we want to start to separate ourselves from that stress trigger or the event And we can say, okay, today I had a really busy morning. I had a presentation at work and then I went for a run after work. All of that contributed to my stress load on the body. 
So I'm not saying that's something we all need to like jump into right away because there's going to be things that you might not consider during your day that actually induce a stress response in your body. And this is where we sometimes need to bring in external tools to help understand what's happening inside. And this is where I bring in physiological data with my one-to-one clients. I use First Beat Life, which is the most advanced wearable technology for measuring stress, recovery, sleep, and exercise using heart rate variability. And it is as simple as putting it on in the morning and wearing it for three to five days to get your baseline reading. You keep a journal along the way, and when we go through the report and the coaching session, that's where the magic is because we can then link your daily actions to your body reactions, right? So we can see there was a social event and actually you found that quite stressful. And we start to understand, well, maybe that's because you're a slightly more introverted person and you find some situations socially more stressful. So, okay, with First Beat, we can see how your body's responding to that. And then we can also see whether the exercise you did contributed to your stress load so was it quite intense exercise or was it actually a very light uh, walk or a light activity that actually helped with your recovery and exercise can do that it can go both ways depending on the intensity and the duration of it we can also see your sleep quality so were you still in a stress state when you went to bed and was that influenced by not having any recovery during the day Or was that because of exercise timing or alcohol potentially in the evening? And then this shows me how your stress and recovery are balanced. And this is key because a lot of the time, stress isn't actually the problem we need to focus on. And when we're focusing on the wrong thing, we aren't going to be able to put in the right solution. So more often than not, The focus is actually about the balance between stress and recovery. And usually, I see most women, we have a real tendency towards having an imbalance here because that stress load is not being managed with enough rest and recovery. When we focus on the balance, this also starts to take a little bit more of a positive narrative about stress and how it impacts our life, right? So this is where I like to focus. And the balance allows us to work out and work on making sure you are getting enough recovery to make the load of stress worthwhile. So in order to recover, we need our nervous system to move into that rest and digest state where the parasympathetic nervous system is dominant. This allows us to switch off, which means our body can calm down. It decreases our heart rate, relaxes our breathing, and increases our heart rate variability. So when we can regulate our nervous system to switch off, we allow our nervous system to move into that rest and digest state where the parasympathetic nervous system is dull. This means our body can calm down. One of the most simple things that we can do to switch off is breathe. The breath is the one part of our nervous system that can be controlled voluntarily. When the breath changes, it affects every part of our nervous system, including our organs and everything that 
it controls. When you begin, you might just notice that when you are stressed, you hold your breath. You might be tapping away at your keyboard, trying to get a presentation finished, and you realize that you haven't actually taken nice, proper breaths in quite a while. So then you have one big inhale and a very big exhale, like a sigh. You might also notice you have other big sighs in between getting uh, one task done and starting the next one. Or you might have some very short inhales and exhales. So a lot of that is something that you have started doing over a long period of time as stressful events came and went. So you didn't do anything to control that. But awareness is that first step. So becoming aware of your own breath and how you're breathing at different times of the day, understanding your breath and trying some breathing techniques is just one tool that you can put in your toolkit to help your body into that recovery state sooner and for longer, which will help balance that stress load. A toolkit is essential for being able to thrive. And that breathing, as I said, is just one tool. And at times, we will have different stresses, so we'll need different tools. When I started building my toolkit, I had to understand how I reacted to different situations and how much recovery my body needed. So, for example, was I doing like a high-intensity exercise session or was I going for a slow jog? Was I doing something like weights or something like yoga? All of which support the body in different ways and are really important, but they also require different amounts of recovery. In episode one of How to Thrive, I talked about this and I also mentioned a a quote that I come back to a lot and it is from when I trained as a yoga teacher that yoga is the journey of the self through the self to the self and that often we already know what we need to thrive and the answer is already within us but due to modern life being busy social expectations and all the shoulds and shouldn'ts of how we should be managing our days and managing our times it can be really hard to hear what the body's telling us and I also want to make sure you give yourself credit up until this point there will have been significant events in your life that you have managed amazingly. And it's about tapping into the tools that you used during that time to think that's what helped me get through this very high period of stress. And if there were things that you thought you could have added to that, so maybe you felt like you didn't didn't completely manage the stress as well as you would have liked, what else could you have needed? This is the basis of how you start to build your toolkit. So this is about bringing all of that lived experience, all of those things that you know you've tried in the past and maybe you've kind of let by the wayside or you've just forgotten about it. We need to bring them to the forefront of our mind to begin. So what we're going to do in Take Charge is build that toolkit. because. We need to be able to bring in tools that help with both physical, mental, and emotional health when we're managing stress. So during the event, we're going to dive deeper into this conversation because I want you to understand what's draining your energy, where your stress load is coming from, and then help you understand how you can then balance this. 
because it's about harnessing that power of your own, I guess, inner wisdom, all the things you know have worked for you in the past, and then adding on top things that you may not have considered that might help you. And building that toolkit is about finding the balance between stress and recovery, and that's the first step, right? Then we actually need to utilize the toolkit. It's not something that we just build up the toolkit, we've got all these great tools, we know it can help us, and then we leave it on the shelf. We've got to try them. You've got to see how they work. Is that the right tool for you? Does it work? Is there something that you're going to keep? Or do you need to swap it out for a different tool? So if you're thinking that you need help to bring this toolkit together to reframe how you talk about stress and you want to get it done now, fast, then I welcome you to come along to my event. So if you are thinking, well, is this event for me? Uh, The answer is yes, this is for you if you are a busy woman juggling a full plate, which is not going to change anytime soon. You might not have your own toolkit of tools to manage stress. So you could be on autopilot to the fridge after work because food could be your default coping mechanism. And also stress could then dictate how you eat, how you think about food and how you act around food. But ultimately, this event is for you if you want to feel in control around food at the end of the day and not let stress take over. So you want to embrace your commitments and feel empowered so you can tackle everything that life throws at you. And also, if you want to be able to fuel your body and mind to keep yourself charging every day. Food is a very common coping mechanism. Sometimes it helps. Uh, as food can bring us comfort and joy, which is amazing. But other times it does not help if it means we're avoiding the real problem and we're avoiding actually sitting with and managing that problem. Once food becomes a coping mechanism that no longer helps and you're still stressed, this is when we need to build out that toolkit. So I welcome you to come along to take charge. Life throws us lots of lemons, all different shapes and sizes, and to deal with that, we need to bring in different tools for different situations. So we will do this and more when you come along to take charge. So the nitty-gritty details, it's on the 4th and 5th of July from 6 to 9 p.m. New Zealand time. It's virtual, you can join after work, and you will walk away feeling confident and empowered that you can handle those stressful days like a pro. For more information, visit the link in the show notes. It'll take you to the registration page right away, and then we just have a quick pre-event call where we'll just make sure the event is actually right for you. You're busy. You don't want to be wasting your time going to something that's not going to be the right fit for you. So we make sure that it's the right fit for you and then make sure you've got all the details to come along on the Tuesday and Wednesday evening. If you've got any questions, please don't hesitate to send me a message, reach out. I'd love to hear from you and I can't wait to 
dive into this conversation around stress and coping with stress for resilience and also to allow us to thrive at the event. So thanks for tuning into this week's episode. I hope you've been able to reflect uh, yourself on some of the tools that you might have in your toolkit right now that can help you with stress, but also to reflect on how you talk about stress and what it is you tell yourself about your stressful or busy days uh, and finding that uh, perspective by switching it up to just talk about stress load and and remove any talk around positive or negative aspects of it. I'd love to hear any aha moments or any other key takeaways you've had from this episode. And if you really enjoyed it, don't hesitate to share it with another woman who would also benefit from tuning in to this episode. If you did enjoy the episode, if you're enjoying the podcast so far, please do leave a review either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, which will just mean more women can discover the podcast. So that's all from me for this week, and I can't wait to bring you a new episode next week.